This is your invitation to the intersection of versatility and design. The kind of experience you can only find in a Lexus SUV. A feeling this empowering is invite only. Fortunately, you're invited. Experience the versatility of the complete line of Lexus SUVs and some of the best offers of the year on select models at the Invitation to Lexus sales event, now through April 1st. Experience amazing at your Lexus dealer. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. What is up, everybody? Welcome back to the O Show podcast. It's episode 498 of the show. It is presented by Mayweather Boxing and Fitness in Scottsdale, Arizona. Mayweather Boxing and Fitness is a high-intense workout routine developed by the champ, Floyd Money Mayweather himself. Get your membership today in Scottsdale, Arizona. We're also presented by BetOnline.ag. Sign up for your 50% bonus by using the promo code capital BLEAV50. For that 50% bonus NBA season in the thick of things, Tom Brady's coming back next year, so you're going to want to make your picks in the NFL season come 2022. We're also brought to you by Eat Clean Phoenix. Arizona's number one meal delivery service. You could order Tuesday through Sunday over at Eat Clean Phoenix. We got a special guest in the house today. Monday morning, he had a show last night at the Golden Margarita. Is Mario Cannon, and he's uh, kind enough to join us in studio, man. What's going on? Yo, yo, what's up? What's up, brother? So, so last night at the Golden Margarita, is that was that like the main event? Is that why you're here this weekend? Or um, you know, yes and no. I mean, I had uh, I had a few other. Uh, events to attend to this weekend i had to be at it and i also had to record i've been recording some yeah. records uh with some uh, phoenix artists as well um actually we're in tempe the night before and performed at uh such the a aurora aurora whatever in tempe sounds about right yeah i'm not like, too familiar with okay tempe yeah myself. it was a downtown bar it was bone thugs and twister and oh, i was wow. i was just there to support twister because you know I'm, I'm his little bro he you know takes me on tour with him yeah. but i didn't expect to actually perform and all of a sudden, he just calls me out on stage, and we perform our song together, and the crowd went nuts. So y'all can see that footage online. But yeah, so I ended up performing there, and then um, we got booked to be at the Golden Margarita the next Isn't day. Isn't that so. the best when they just pull you on stage? No yeah. preparation, nothing? At yeah. least it's loose, you know? Yeah, it was definitely loose, definitely loose. But uh, we did our thing. It was, it, was, it was hot. So yeah. So what do we call you? Entrepreneur, obviously. Rapper, actor, business owner. Jewelry enthusiast. <laughs> uh, you call me Mario Cannon, man. I, I'm, a, I'm a man of, uh, of many uh, trades. You know, I don't like to be put in one box, but I, I do. I do take uh, the, the music, the artistry, very serious. That was, yeah. that was my first first love was was music. You know, um, the acting came secondary. You know, and then fitness is always just a part of life. So, oh yeah. And, and being a businessman is you have to handle business in order to be in this business, right? So it's, it's it goes hand in hand. So many different foundations I want to get into then. Yeah. So many different things to unpack because you grew up in Springfield, Illinois. Yeah. How, how far away is that from Chicago? Uh, I know you did a lot of work in Chicago, say too. Say two and a half hours. Okay. South. Wow. Straight shot. So what was... Pipeline. What was the childhood like then? Like, what inspired you to want to get into all of these things? Kind of like the ups, the downs, the trials, tribulations? Um, the childhood, man, you know, I grew up single-parent home, you know, yeah. and... um. I wanted to get out. I wanted better. You know, a lot of I've seen a lot of stuff in my my neighborhood as a as a as a young kid that I didn't want. You know, I wanted didn't want to be around. I didn't want to be. You know, 
So it was rough. You know, I ain't yeah. going to lie to you. You know, uh, I seen a lot. I grew up quick. But I always knew I wanted to be a rapper. I always rap. I always uh, produce my own music. I used to record myself as a kid. And uh, Springfield is a is a capital of Illinois. A lot of people don't know. When you think of Illinois, you think of Chicago. But Springfield is actually the capital of Illinois. Is it really? Yeah. So you learn something new every day, I guess. Yeah, it's the capital, bro. I knew Chicago wasn't the capital of Illinois. Yeah, yeah. I honestly didn't have the time to check it out beforehand. Nobody cares. <laughs> you learn <something laughs> oh, Illinois, Chicago. Every single day. But yeah. it's awesome to see you kind of go through all of those things and battle the adversity and overcome it as yeah. opposed to just, you know, falling flat and being like, this is my life. Well, a lot of my homies, man, they didn't make it. I, you know, I, I lost a lot of, lot of blood in the street, man. It's... it's you know, I don't glorify it. I talk about it in the music, man. You know, one thing about the music is, you know, I tell I tell my truth. I tell the story, man, uh, in, in a tasteful manner, too. I don't even use profanity, bro, but I, I still come hard, you know. So, yeah. Do you use profanity in everyday life at all? Or is yes. It just, yes, I yeah. do. <laughs> I was going to say. I do, I do swear in everyday life, but in, in the art, I try to challenge myself not to. And that's probably inspiring to a lot of people that listen to your music, too. Yeah. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Yeah. That's really cool, man. Yeah. So was it... Like, who were some of those early on inspirations then? Because obviously it was rap. First yeah, people. first thing. You know, uh, Tupac, uh, yeah. Bone Thugs and Harmony, uh, Twista. The people who I'm around right now, yeah. were, as a kid, I used to like, as a little kid, I used to idolize them. So it's kind of surreal right now to be around these legends like right now because I'm on stage with them. I'm having conversations with them. I'm on songs with them. You know, it's... It's like a dream come true. I could quit yeah. rapping right now, man, and say I did, I did everything you did I wanted everything to do. everything that yeah. you wanted to yeah. do. Yeah, yep, yep. How, how surreal is that? Because like, obviously that's the goal. I know my goal, like, growing up wanting to be a talk show host, whether it be, like, baseball broadcasters, Howard Stern, Joe Rogan, all of these guys, you grow up listening to them, you grow up idolizing them, and then eventually you get to a point where, like, in the back of your head you kind of knew this is where you wanted to be, yeah. but it's still surreal as hell getting the chance to interact and become friends with Almost your heroes, in a sense. Yo, let me tell you something, Jack. I'm still getting used to this, bro. Yeah. I'm still coming into this, right? I'm still learning. Like, even when I'm moving, and I'm nice to everybody. I mean, you know, my manager and my security like, yo, you can't just be out hanging, talking to people. It's a little different. Now you got to move different. So I'm still learning. Twisted teaches me a lot. You know, I learn a lot from the legends and, and how to move and, 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 how, and my stage presence and what I need to do when I'm around people. Because it's not just like, hey, let's go hang out at the bar. It's not that simple anymore. Nope. So It yeah. probably is not that fun anymore either with people coming up to you all the time. Like, <laughs> it's a different game. It's a different game. Now, yeah. now you understand, like, probably when you were younger, you were that kid, that fan that, like, wanted to interact with them. And it's like, why, why are they not allowed to interact with me? Why are these publicists, why are these agents being so cool? Yeah. Now you know the business side. Now I know the business side. Yep, yep. <laughs> I, I always thought, like, growing up, I, I had uh, Yankee season tickets growing up, always went to games, I was always trying to get autographs, they would always just walk right past us. I'm like, what the heck's going on? Like, these guys are the worst. It's like, oh, no, like, they're instructed to do this. Yep, yep. I was instructed to, I had to leave last night from the van at a certain time, and um, I wanted to hang out with some of the friends, but, like, business-wise, I had to be, it was a certain time I had to be there and a certain time I had to leave. And I, when that time hit, I had to leave. Um, and it was just part of the contract, part of the agreement, what I was supposed to do. But I didn't do that, and I'm going against my management and my security, and yeah. I'm putting everybody at risk. This is how they feed their families. Was it crazy last night, or...? Um, it was definitely crazy uh, the night before. Last night was still kind of crazy, too. I'm not going to lie. Cold margarita's pretty chill. Yeah, it's pretty yeah. mellow. Yeah, so yeah. That doesn't shock me. But in yeah. Tempe, it got wild. Tempe was wild. Tempe <laughs> was crazy, man. 
I mean, it was people everywhere. That place was sold out. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's got to be, like, one of the cooler things that you can do in life is standing on a stage and watching all of these people in front of your very eyes, like, waiting for you to perform. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's crazy. The biggest one I just did recently was in Kansas City, Kansas, uh, the Tequila and Tacos Festival. There's, like, 20,000-plus people. (laughs) Is that all? Yeah. It was crazy. Yeah. Oh, my God. Like, I, I just go into concert. I grew up a big rock fan and, like, seeing, like, 20,000 to 30,000, 40,000, whatever it is, people screaming your song. Just out there. You're just like. There's literally nothing better in the world, I feel like. Like, whoa, this is crazy. And then you got Twister screaming out my name, like, make sure you follow Mario Cannon. He's the next up. He's. So I'm like, I, you know what? I just can't be more thankful, you know. I mean, that, at what age did you discover Twister as a kid? I wasn't even 10 yet. I mean, I was a kid, kid. I, I was really deeply into music. Like, I've always do. That's what I wanted to do. Oh, man. Always. When did you meet him for the first time? Um, was it like instant, like, let's collab, like I see potential in you, or was it like, did it take a while? It take a while, man. I, I met Twister years back. I opened for him in St. Louis, Missouri. And he was just a laid-back, cool dude. Definitely an introvert, you know, more yeah. more introverted. But just so he was humble. Um, he said a few words, and I was, like, really hungry. He had food back there, and he wasn't eating his food. And uh, I'm a gym bro, so I was like, I'll just eat this food because he's not going to eat it. They catered all his food for this guy, and he's not even eating it. So I ate, I ate his food. Your metabolism's at an all-time high. You're like, I got to eat. I got to eat. In intervals, right? I, I got to eat or else I'm losing gains. You were a fairly skinny kid. I listened to some of the interviews that you did. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. And you just skinny. got into working out, and you're yeah. like, this makes me feel better. You're getting promotions at work. Like, yeah. What age did you start working out? Uh, I started working out. I mean, I've been working out my whole life, like, all through high school for basketball. But I'll say, like, really, like, weightlifting. I'll say, like, eight years ago, like, I started, like, yeah. lifting weights. Like, they, they actually just tried to get some size on me. And the trick was, I found out, I just need calories and protein, man. I, yep. I need it. I didn't, my metabolism was way too high. You know? As everyone's, I feel like, for the most part, is growing up. Yep. You know, it's very difficult. I, I'm the same way. I'm the same way right now. I was, I want to say, the most I ever got up to was 190 in college. I'm about 170 right now. Okay. I'm probably where you're at right now. i got to eat everything off the dollar menu, you know. Still young, 23 years gotta old. got to eat. So still trying to build up that yeah. bank account, too. So, gotta But you got to eat, you gotta know. Eat. Gotta you got to Like, I trained my body to eat a lot, and now I have to figure out ways to eat a lot without spending a lot. Yeah. And you, yeah. Were, you I feel like you were the king of that Yeah. when yeah. you first started. Yeah, when I first started, man, I was a dollar menu hustling. You know, I'm at the dollar menu all day, every day. What's up? <laughs> you know? And it, it was crazy. The dollar menu was like right across the street from my job. So oh, I was, really? So my, you know when people take their smoke breaks? Yeah. I take a cheeseburger break. You're taking a cheeseburger break. Damn right. <laughs> Jesus. I mean, is that, did that come back to haunt you? Because, again, like, you're trying to get in the calories, which is good at the time, but as soon as you start, you know, becoming more successful, start making more money, you change your diet completely. And I had to. Great. Yeah, I but had like, to. Were you, like, down? Were you bloated? Were, like, well, Dude, where were you at physically? Cause, because, you know, the grease and, you know, additives yeah. and stuff, man, yeah, it was... It was it was messing with me. And in fact, uh, I was having like you know cholesterol issues and things like that, and stomach issues yeah. because I ate so much so much trash. And I was pounding energy drinks too. You know what I'm saying? Oh. So yeah, you can just imagine. 
Energy drink it's bangs for me right now. Like I I, it's so easy because like the acid in the drink like it helps dissolve the food. So if you're shoving down like four or five cheeseburgers at a time or something like that to get the calories, and it's easy to just milk them back. Yep. Yeah, that's true. Uh, for me, my uh, mine is I will drink like a Red Bull occasionally. Yeah. But it's only when I'm booked places. Like other than that, like I don't do anything during like the week. Just I just drink water, workout, and and some tea. I mean, it's you have to diet, and well, with what you were doing, just to get the calories, and at the same time trying to pursue all your goals at the same time. Yeah, like up yeah. to twenty-four hour days. You're not sleeping. You're, no. you're barely eating. You're trying to get to the next level in your life. That's it. And um, it's a grind, man. And I'm thankful I'm able to do it. I wake up every day, and I'm thankful. I got my arms. I got my legs. I got my eyesight. You know what I'm saying? I can hear. I, I'm thankful for the simple things that a lot of people overlook. Yeah. I got a roof over my head, bro. There's somebody right now. They're hungry right now. There's somebody with no shelter right now, bro. So um, that's why I go so hard. Because I have the opportunity. I have all the gifts. I have all the tools. I said to use them. I mean, it's literally like things are going to happen the way they're supposed to happen. Yeah. Don't sweat it. Don't sweat it. A- after a while, you kind of realize that as you get older, you get more wisdom, and you're like, okay, like shit's going to happen. Yeah, shit's yeah. It's going to go down. You have to overcome it, or else you're just going to fall in line. For sure. I mean, at what age did you kind of have that fire inside of you? Because, again, like you talk about growing up, not necessarily – you know, a childhood that you look back on and say, like, I had everything. You had to grind, right? I had to grind, man. Um, yeah. What age was it like, I have to succeed in this, or, like, I'm just never going to be happy with myself? Like, it was just, like, that constant itch that you couldn't scratch. It was, it was always in me yeah. um, as a kid. But I'll say something. Um, something clicked when I was in college, right? Um, I just it's had a click to say I do not I don't I'm not happy. Yeah. I do, I don't want to live for other folks. I don't want to live. No. I, I'm tired of all these rules. I'm tired of all these constraints. I don't want to impress my peers no more. I want to see what's out there in the world and and I want to experience these things. And once I start to experience things when I I would drive and travel different areas, I always liked it better than where I was at. Yeah. I was like, man, life's not that bad. Nope. You know, I could I could make a change myself. So that's when I started being more accountable and responsible for my own life and my decisions. And that's when I made that, that switch. And I was going to go let nothing, nothing stop me. And that's how I feel right now. Do you look back at those younger years and think, like, man, maybe I made some mistakes? Not like big mistakes, but mentally just like, oh, I wish I would have done that differently. Just, of course. You know, humanity-wise. I made a bunch of bad mistakes, man. I've been in trouble, you know, a lot. I made a bunch of bad mistakes, but I don't, I don't regret any of them. Yeah. They maybe they they molded. That's who shaped Mario Cannon. Without those experiences, I wouldn't be able to sit here and talk to you about them. What did you do specifically? What didn't I do? <laughs> okay. Well, let's unpack a little bit if you don't mind. You know, obviously certain things you probably don't want to talk about, but no. what are, you know, some of the things that you look back on like, okay, that mistake changed everything for me. I would never do that again. Man, you know, one thing I learned about being in the streets, man, is that for one, there's no rules. And ain't no love. Like, stop yeah. looking for love in a place where it ain't no love. And I was always trying to look for love in the wrong places at the wrong time, yeah. right? And so once you realize that as a man, you it's, it's your responsibility to be the best version of yourself and to lead another one, you know, you know, reach one, teach one. I really believe in that. Yeah. Um, I was able to maneuver and grow from that. But being in the streets, man, it just, it can either turn you you can either end up dead or jail or, you know, you can be part of the streets. You can be a victim of the streets. You know what I mean? Yeah. And um, I found a way out. 
I feel like with everything that you've been doing, whether it be in music, whether it be in film, whether it be in business, like you're passionate about a lot of things. And it's when you have that passion, you also have that love. So it's very difficult to not get it in certain areas of your life. Yeah. And it's very tough to train your brain to be like, all right, I have to have this quote unquote killer mentality sometimes in order to get out of this. Yes. How did you balance that starting out? It hurt because you have to start cutting off. So you'll, you have people that you grew up with, and eventually they don't work anymore, yeah. right? And you start, you start to have to cut off people in a business sense. So emotionally you're drained because you love so many people and you want these people to be a part of it, but they can't. They, they don't understand. They don't, they don't understand that you can't bring them along, yeah. especially if they don't play any part and role of the success, right? Yeah. And so you can't bring baggage. You can't bring sand to the beach, especially if you're trying to win and you're trying to bring back something to the community or to your family. You got to go out and get it. Do you? Is that more of along the lines of like people just not understanding what you're pursuing and yeah. having to cut them off? Yeah, a lot of people don't understand it. I mean, they, you know, they, your time's limited. You don't have time for doing yeah. stuff. Like a lot of people get to, you want to celebrate holidays. You want to go on these dinners. You everybody want to hang out. You don't have time for that. You're hanging out. I'm hanging out. This is my hangout right here. Right now with you, Jack. Yep. You see what I'm saying? Yes, um, sir. So as far as the leisure time and playing video games and things that a lot of people get to enjoy, I don't do that anymore. I don't have time. I'm working, constantly working. And like I told you before, I mean, after this interview, I'm going straight to a studio up until my flight picks me up. Once, I, you know, once I'm out of the studio, I'll go right to a plane. Right back no, to Illinois. No time to sleep and lay down and lounge and get some snacks. I'm, no, I'm going to work right after this. It's not even fun. Like, if you were to sit back, play some video games, you'd feel like crap. Be like, take me to the gym. I, I got to like get some reps in, man. I, you know what? Like, I love Grand Theft Auto, right? Because yeah. it's one of the you, greatest games ever. Yeah, yeah, dude. And so, like, I tell people, I want to play GTA in real life, not do the bad stuff, but I, I want to buy all the cars and do all that stuff in real life yeah. and fly. So that's what I'm doing. This is my NBA 2K right now. What, what's kinda, what do you think is, like, your dream purchase? My dream Since purchase? you compared it to Grand Theft Auto, I'm like, I'm, I'm, I'm curious. But car, jewelry. My dream purchase would probably be, like, a, a compound, like, a, like a, a, a big, I want to buy a big commercial block, like, like, on the West Coast. Yeah. Um, or I can have, like, a building like this. Like, I'll have multiple offices in there, people renting from me. That'd be my dream purchase. Do you ever plan on relocating out here, out West? I know you talked about it a few times. You love Scottsdale. Definitely. Um, I'm definitely looking to relocate and have multiple homes. You know, I would love to have one. Arizona would definitely be one of them. Yeah. Yeah, Arizona is a must. Who who are kind of your biggest supporters back home, back in the Midwest? Because I know just out here alone, you could walk into the mall, Fashion Square is right here, and meet someone. You know, I've seen, like, David Spade walk by or, like, Major League Baseball players. And I'm like, oh, my God, like, there's actually a ton of – very successful people here just walking around to that yeah. I wouldn't get back east. You probably wouldn't get in the Midwest just walking around all yeah. over the place. So what who are some of those people that kind of um kind of your support group I guess I'd say. I mean for a support group I get support from everywhere in oh, the yeah, Midwest. I mean, I mean I mean if you want to talk about people like in the industry, you know, I got like LaRoyce Hawkins, he's on Chicago PD. Um he's the main actor there. I got Montana three hundred, of course Twista, um, my manager D. But, I mean, the schools love me. The students love me, man. Like, yeah. everywhere I go, um, I, get a, I do a lot for the youth. Um, I'm real big in helping and going back and doing community work. So, yeah. so I, got, I get support everywhere from Peoria to Springfield to Chicago, Bloomington. You name it, 
I get support, and I really, I really appreciate the love that people show me. Oh, yeah. so I've, been, I've been really fighting. I mean, you put in the effort, not not only in your own stuff, but in the community as well. I yeah. feel like, like, how long did it take for you to kind of realize, like, oh, this is my community, this is my pack? Um, I think when I became a business owner, yeah, it really made me open, open my eyes on the on the business side and the music as well. So when I bought my first business, uh, which was a gym, Anytime Fitness, it helped me open my eyes and to run my brand Mario Cannon as a business as well. Yeah. So. How difficult early on being a first-time entrepreneur was it being a business owner and having to deal with whether it be just like business affairs, finances, employees, dealing with employees, like how how difficult what were some bro, of the early struggles I, there? Bro, it was crazy. It was hard at first, yeah. man, because I'm like, I, I'm, I got this franchise, I got these rules, and I got the rules of the community, and I got all this stuff going on. So, and then... Like, it's crazy. Something simple as a toilet backing up. I mean, on top of everything else you got going on trying to run the business, right? You got to make sure that the business is functioning properly. The doors are good. You know, the bathrooms, you got to make sure it's clean. Now you got to make sure the people are happy. Now you got your machinery. Yeah. It's so much. <laughs> and it, I'm not even getting to the accounting part yet, guys. I'm not even talking about the finances. I'm talking about daily operational stuff. You know what I'm saying? Did you have to learn this on the go, or did you, did you I, have an education on it before? Man, I learned it in the street. Yeah, I was going to say, like... <laughs> But that's different. That's completely different, yeah, so I feel like. I learned it on the go, but, you know, my experience, you know, being in the streets actually helped me develop the tough skin and able to to, uh, to exceed and yeah. excel, man. Like, I excel because I'm ready to go. I feel like if you desperately want it, that's when you're going to learn. Or if your back's against the wall having to learn the finances and the accounting and Both. the money side of everything. My back was against the wall, and I was desperate yep. to learn, man. Yeah. There's no more than it doesn't get any more dangerous than that. Yeah. That combo when you want to learn something. Yes. Man. So what employee wise, you ever have to deal with any difficult employees? All the time, man. I got I got you know, I got seven trainers right now. So oh, wow. um yeah, you know, this I've had difficult decisions I've had to make, especially when you become like close to to some employees and you really want to see them grow. Yeah. And I'm one, I'm a very passionate person, so if I bring you on my team, I, I, I want the best for you all the way around. Right. Yeah. Absolutely. I do like what's kind of like your mission statement there, overall vision. My, I don't really have a mission statement for that, man. Uh, um, my overall vision for that is just I want you to become a business owner. I want you yeah. to be as, as successful as, as possible. So when I, when I bring trainers on, I don't call them my employees, actually. I just say, hey, this is my business partner. You know, he, oh, he wow. trains, Yeah, he trains my gym. I hate when they call me boss. <laughs> like, I'm not your boss. Like, we are partners, you know. This is my gym just as much as yours. You know, you make this place run. How true is that, though? Because I feel like you'd get the final say if something went wrong. It's very true. It's still true. But it's a good mindset to develop within yeah. your team and your yeah, community. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Man, that's that's very interesting. And how often are you still working out with everything that you got going on? Uh, about three to four days a week. Have you been or have you been working out here, just the hotel or? Um, every once in a while, I work at like a Eos. I went oh, to I e love Eos. Yeah, yeah, I went there. Um, I visited a few anytime fitnesses here too. Oh wow, so, okay. Yeah. So you got the hookups then? Yeah, You're yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm connected. Out. Yeah, yeah. Man, so you got everything going on. What acting? Yep. When did that start for you? That actually early started. On or was yeah, that later? Yeah, started early. Like in college, started. Like I was already doing some plays and stuff, but I didn't want to tell my homies back home I was doing like pageants. 
Because I didn't want to seem like I was soft. But yeah, I was doing pageants. Now y'all know. In the theater. I know. I was doing pageants. I was doing all that stuff. Talent shows. You name it. I did it. Jeez. What's up? Judge me. What's up? <laughs> it's too late. <laughs> it's too late. <laughs> but no, man. It started in college, man. And um, I did I did a few independent films in the hood, you know. Uh, yeah. But it was, it was dope. Uh, I knew that. I wanted to be entertainment. Part of it being entertainment is acting, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it kind of, you know, being on stage, you have to be an entertainer in the yep. music game. But at the same time, it's completely different in film because you have to develop this character and become the character on yeah. screen. How difficult was that starting out in college? Well, I, at first I thought, I was like, man, I'm just going to be a dope actor. But then, you know, it's, you had to learn all this technical stuff and you yeah. had to really learn how to read script and uh, learn some of the terminology and stuff and really focus. So... Again, you had to get the business side down, right? So now you need an agent. Now, man, it was so much I had to learn. I'm still learning now. But um, thank, thank God, man, that I have LaRoy Hawkins in my corner, man, yeah. one of the best actors right now in the, in, in the industry. He's a, you know, and he took me under his wing, man. That's my boy all through college and stuff. So, yeah. Man. So I got lucky on that one, man. Shout out to LaRoy, man. Do you remember the first time you ever did anything on screen and looking back and being like, oh, my God. Yeah, it's man. Not as good as I thought it was gonna be. So um, I got this role um, on this show, uh, this small film, in a, um, small film festival in Chicago, on this film called Religio, and I was with a famous another actor. I was actually one of the, I was one of the main. I was a co-star with another uh, actor named um, uh, Freak. He was he's already, he's already famous too. But anyways, this is my first like yeah. big gig like that. And I look back on like, man, I could have been so much better. <laughs> I was so stiff. You know what I mean? But um, that was one of my first major roles, man. I landed it, and um, I I did decent. Yeah. I wish I could do it course. again, man. I wish I could do it over again because I would have killed it. Because that dude made me look like a little turd on there, man. I feel like a lot of actors, even like writers and directors, look back at their work and be like, I could have tweaked that a little bit differently. Maybe if I adjusted this, it would have been better. Man. Different angles, different settings. Yeah, I, I definitely... Um, yeah, Religio, man. Shout out to Ali Cake Films, man. Um, I, I could have did better. But in retrospect, like, fast forward in the future, the, um, in 2020, I won Best Actor in the uh, Chicago Film Festival. Jeez, it comes full circle. Yeah. What, what film? Um, it was called The Candidate. Yep, and Ooh. I was a crooked president, presidential candidate. Love that. It was lit, yeah. So, Got, yeah. Do you prefer playing a villain on screen as opposed to a good guy? I feel like everyone would want to play a villain if they got the opportunity. You know to. what, man? I wouldn't mind playing a villain. I like I like playing a villain, but I would I would want to do some comedy. Yeah. You know, I think I think I can do comedy, and I, I want to. In the future, my dream is to dabble in the comedy in the future. Dude, absolutely. Like, what are you thinking? Um, maybe skits. I would see stand-ups are art. You do stand-up, so that's an art. I would have to really work and practice yeah. that. Um, um, it's a lot different from performing and being on st- like rapping, like stand-up. You gotta re- you really engage, like you, you know, you, they, they they eating every word you're saying, bro. It takes about forty times going up there before you actually get a laugh. I feel like. Yeah. So you know, <laughs> hey, you know, but in the future, man, in the future, Jack, we gonna do a. I'm gonna open up for you one day. Dude, you should. Yeah. Literally. Call me up any day of the week. We'll figure it out. I'm going to open up for we'll get you. get a guest spot. Yeah. Uh, but that's so interesting because, like, there's so many, like, there's a lot of things that I'd want to do in, like, the short film game when it comes to comedy, whether it be, like, sketches or, like, even, like, well-drawn-out feature films. Like, would, is there anybody that you'd want to work with on the comedy side? 
Um, besides my homie uh, Kevin Hart, you know what I'm saying? Uh, or Mike Epps. Yeah. You know, probably Mike Epps. That's Kevin, a good one. Kevin Hart. Uh, who else, man? Dave Chappelle. He probably, you know, he, he wouldn't work with me because he... Dave Chappelle's so big now. I mean, I don't know. I ain't going to say never say never because Dave Chappelle... Well, that's the greatest thing about comics is that I feel like they're so even keel. Like, some of them have gotten big. Like, Dave Chappelle, Segura, Bill Burr, Brian Callen was here. Who's the, who's the guy down south? Uh, literally one of the most famous comedians ever. I'll think of his name later. You got Cat Williams. Cat uh, Williams where, is where, amazing. Uh, man, uh, uh, was it D-Ray? D-Ray funny. I think D-Ray's funny. I think he's hilarious. D-Ray's my boy. He's super funny, man. Him, Mike Epps, Cat. Man, I'm trying. I'm trying to get nobody. I am uh, trying. to I rest in peace to Patrice O'Neill. Patrice, Patrice O'Neill is it, said to be everybody's favorite comic. One of the goats, man. One of the goats. I mean yeah. that guy, Theo Vaughn. That's the guy I'm thinking of. Um, Patrice O'Neill, Chris Farley. I think probably I like Chris went Farley. down. Uh, uh, my man, Will Ferrell, man. <laughs> oh my God. Hey, Will Ferrell's my boy. Hey, shout out to Will Ferrell. What's up, bro? <laughs> Might be one of the best improv actors slash comedians you've ever <laughs> Dude, seen. Dude, it's crazy, bro. Just like his resting face is funny. Oh, my buddy on Office Space. The show, The Office Space. The main guy. What's his name? He's funny. Uh, office Space. Yeah, the show, The Office Space. Are you thinking Carell? Carell, yeah. yeah. I like him. A Steve Carell, another great Steve, improv actor. Steve's Jim funny. Carrey, you got to oh, mention I mean, that I forgot name. about Jim Carrey. Jim there's, Carrey. There's like at least 500 plus like mainstream headlining comedians yeah. out there. You we can go on forever. But even the Jim Carreys, the Dave Chappelles of the world, like they will help out starting out comics, you know? Like I've gotten the chance to already like I started comedy a few months ago and I've already gotten the chance to interact with some pretty big names. That's just dope. opening it up, getting to go backstage in the green room and getting to hang out with people. Like they're very supportive. Everybody wants to help each other out. Yo, a lot of that got to do with your energy too, bro. You got a good you got a good energy about you, so you know you're gonna have those opportunities. I mean, when you're living life, man, you can't beat it. Scottsdale, Arizona, you've, given, you've been given opportunities to make things happen, make things shine. Like yeah, there's nothing to be negative about. There's nothing to be sad about right now. Like, True. What's the worst that could happen? True. If it doesn't pan out, it wasn't meant to pan out. It wasn't meant to pan out. And that, that's a tough curve for a lot of people to learn. I'm still learning it every day with little things in my life that tick me off. But at yeah. the end of the day, you got to think, take, look back in retrospect and be like, look at everything that you've done. Yeah. You know, like you're going to look back at everything despite the fact that maybe some things aren't going to pan out. Maybe some projects that you have didn't pan out in the future. You're going to look back at everything like from day one back in Springfield to where I've gotten now. There are so many big things that you've accomplished and still will accomplish. Yeah, yeah, that's true, man. And I just keep moving every day like that. Every day is a, a new day. I got a new adventure. I got a new conquer to make. You know, I got a new life to touch, and I'm going to do it every day. Mm-hmm. The, the, one of the cooler things I think that you've went through is your experience, your career, and just like your overall relationship that you've had with the show Empire. Yeah. Because you were fired from Empire, you didn't quite make the cut, and now you're on yeah. the show. Yeah. How, How does all that work? Because... It, in like talking about things not working out, like if it doesn't work out the first time, I'm pretty much like, okay, like it was wasn't meant to happen. It's gonna be difficult, but then it came back into your life. Yeah. So how does that all work? Um, I was doing background. Um, on Empire, I was sleeping in my car a lot of times, or if I was not, I couldn't sleep on the Royce's floor or, or bum a bed for one of my homies. You know, I was just driving to Chicago, um, just to be background. Yeah. Because I wanted to be on the show. And eventually I got promoted to be stand-in 
since I was standing there for Trey Byers. Yeah. He was super dope. Like, man, he showed me a lot of love, man. He gave me a lot of wisdom, a lot of, a lot of jewels and stuff, man. And he told me oh, yeah. I was going to be in this position. And then um, the last time being in stand-in, um, everybody got their schedules except for me. So I was like, I'm waiting for my schedule. Like, man, what's up? Right. You know, you know, I'm waiting to get mine, you know. And then my homie pulled me to the side. Yeah. And he does stand-in for one of the other uh, bigger actors on the yeah. show. And he was like, hey, man, uh, you got reported to one of the ADs, man. Said, you, you know, they ain't going to be having you back. I said, what? what did I do? You know, I was great. Like, you know, the staff loved me. Like, what did I do? Yeah, man, it's just, you know, somebody, you know, somebody reported you, bro. So I sat in my car for like 45 minutes, an hour, like, you know, this is it. I fell, like, I can, I'll never go to the show. I, I was hurt. So that was, that, was a, that was a two and a half hour drive back, two hour drive back to Lincoln. Uh, and I just drove back to Lincoln and kind of just collected my thoughts, man. I was, I was pissed. I was, I was that, that's difficult because you're in there by yourself too, just driving back, like mm-hmm. alone with your thoughts. You're probably anxious as hell before he told you that news because you're not getting your yeah. call sheet. So, make a long story long. Um, I got a. They emailed me or called me back to come back finally to be a stand-in for another character. Yeah. And I, I said I declined it. That you know I wasn't available. Or whatever. Like you know, I just my pride was hurt. You know. Um, but you know what? I'm going to get back on that show. So my agent got me an audition. And at this point, mentally, I'm just like, they either going to give me or not. Mm-hmm. I'm going to give them the raw Mario Cannon. So I did the, the final audition I did. I actually didn't even have the script. We were supposed to read a script. I just rapped one of my original songs. And they were like, you don't have a script? I was like, no. So I was rapping. They was like, do it again. And then, you know, they had me do it again. And keep in mind, everybody was going in and coming right out. The guy's like, hey, man, you're yeah. going to be in there for like 30 seconds, bro. They don't even want to hear you talk. Right. But when I go in there, I'm in there for 30 minutes, 45 minutes. Right. You know, I'm kicking it. And I was like, you know, having a vibe. I'm rapping. They're like, do you have a label? I'm like, yeah, you know, I do this and that. You know, we got the talking. And I end up cutting a contract that night at like 2 in the morning to be on the show, to be on the show as a guest star and to record in their studio and then redo one of their songs. That's got to feel amazing, being yeah. told, like, they're giving you, like, 30 seconds, minute tops, man. Make the most of it. Just go in there and do your thing. And then you know they, actually, is, they actually took the time and be like, okay, you got potential. Let's get to know this guy. Yeah, and I went in there with, like, a boombox. I had a Bluetooth boombox, bro. I looked like I was straight thugged out, you know, because I was like, this is how, the, for the part, I read the part. When I read it, I was like, yeah, this is, okay, I know this. This is street. I'm going to go in there and be street. Yeah. You know what I mean? And uh, it was that easy. I mean, how difficult, like, when you look back at the first time you were there and it didn't quite work out to finally getting their respect and getting their attention with everything that you did, was it more of along the lines of, like, you were trying to play a character here when, like, you actually felt like you were the character when you finally got that big break? I think it was all just, honestly, just timing, bro. Like, just growing. You know, I had been on background on it for, like, three years. So, think about all the drives and just sleeping in the car, the miles, and all the malnutrition and losing gains just to be there yeah. and, and sleep, you know. So I think over time I just developed into tenacity, like, I got to make it, I got to do this. So it was never like, up. Oh, I did it, didn't really pan out, there's better things on the horizon. You knew, like, I have to be on I'm the gonna show. I'm going to do this. You're going to do I'm this. I'm going to do this. Yeah. 
That's incredible, man. I'm going to do this. That's inspiring, too, for a lot of people listening that don't quite make, whether it's like not making a sports team at a certain level or just like not making the cut, not getting the call to be in a play or a movie or anything. Like you're just failing constantly. You don't know what's going to be at the end of the road. Like you can do it and you could go exactly back to what you actually wanted to do in the first place Definitely. if you put in the work. Definitely. And it took a while for you, but you got there. I got there. Like three years probably felt like 30 years I'm trying th- to get back there. When your mindset is still there wanting to do that. And now I look back at it, it looked like 30 seconds. Really? So you think about that, how yeah. time flies, man. It, it, it's over. It, it already happened. I did it. I, did, I put it on at work. What's next? What is next? So next right now is my album, Breaking Hearts and Breaking Records. Yes, sir. I'm recording my final two songs today here in Phoenix. You know? Um, that's what I've been waiting to do. I'm going to record my, my new uh, uh, songs with Young Reese and one more solo project, and I'm ready to release, man. Well, that's fantastic, man. I appreciate you coming on the show today, too. I'll let you go. I know you got a busy day. you got a flight to catch, and then you got to <laughs> do it all over again probably tomorrow and the next I'll day after that. I'll be in Texas that. next, South, South by Southwest. Really? Yeah. Oh, I've always wanted to go to South by Southwest. Dude, it's lit, man. you got to come down and kick it with your boy. Next year. Are you uh, going to be there next year? I'm, uh, yep, you know, I might be uh, hosting one next year. I'm going to be that big. So I know I'm, That's I'm, the mindset, man. I, I, know, I know I'm going to be there hosting one. I already know it. I'm hoping this, by t- this time next year I'm not on the, the, the dollar menu kick that you, you were on. You won't be. I appreciate that, man. You won't be. Well, this was Mario Cannon, guys. Uh, where can we follow you on social media? Listen, y'all, follow me on Instagram at this is Cannon. One N, not Nick Cannon, Mario Cannon. This is Cannon. Uh, <laughs> I get that all the time. Twitter, same thing. T H I S I S C A N O N. Again, C A N O N. Follow me, man. Mario Cannon on all streaming platforms as well. Mario Cannon, ladies and gentlemen, this was episode 498 of the podcast. Remember to like and subscribe on our YouTube channel, The O Show with Jack O'Hara. We're also presented by Mayweather Boxing and Fitness. Get your membership now. Hank, hit the lights, man. This is your invitation to the intersection of versatility and design. The kind of experience you can only find in a Lexus SUV. A feeling this empowering is invite only. Fortunately, you're invited. Experience the versatility of the complete line of Lexus SUVs and some of the best offers of the year on select models at the Invitation to Lexus sales event, now through April 1st. Experience amazing at your Lexus dealer. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.